0: Welcome to the Living the Dream Podcast with Curveball If you believe you can achieve Welcome to the Living the Dream with Curveball podcast, a show where I interview guests that teach, motivate, and inspire. Today I am joined by veteran, author, and journalist, Christoph Morrow. We're going to be talking to Christoph about his books and about his veteran service. And by the way, happy Veterans Day. And thank you so much for joining us, Chris.
1: Thank you for having me Curtis. It's very kind of you.
0: Why don't you start it's- off by telling everybody a little bit about yourself?
1: Uh well, uh my name's Christoph Mara. I'm from uh Houston, Texas. Actually, I was born and raised uh just outside of uh Houston. And um I left for the military after uh I was actually the first kid to graduate high school even though I was the third uh born out of four. And um when I went to the military, I found out I had Tourette's. Uh, I didn't know that was, I didn't have a diagnosis yet, but I, they, I was disqualified from serving any longer because I, uh, because of that. Um, and, uh, I moved around a lot. I had a really, uh, around the country and, uh, got into journalism and, 911 I one dispatching and a bunch of other stuff. And I won some awards in journalism and, um, I, cause I, I taught myself actually to do that. So, uh, to write and, um, then I moved to Canada after that, and I've been living in British Columbia for the last five years. And I just published my first book this year called The Second Sense.
0: Well, for those who don't know what Tourette's is, explain to them what it is and what the symptoms are.
1: Ah, okay. Well, uh, Tourette's, uh, it's it's called a syndrome, and uh, syndrome, uh, for anyone that doesn't know, it's a, a pattern of behaviors that's somewhat predictable uh, but the the cause, the underlying cause, is unknown, um, and so uh, Tourette's. We uh, we know that part of the brain is uh, literally deformed, and so um, my ability to like have any have restraint in in many senses uh, is um, is crippled, um, and so there's uh, along with having a number of like ADHD, OCD, and all the others um, that are. are comorbid but Tourette's is a neurological disorder so what happens is I lose control over my body and certain parts of me um will uh do some kind of motor tick um and uh it's in it's involuntary I can't stop it and um it's actually led to a lot of injuries and despair but um it's what I deal with so kind of on.
0: okay well you, you talked talked about being in journalism and winning some awards so explain <laughs> to people what you did in journalism and they'll you won.
1: <laughs> well um okay so i i started out in sports um because that's where the position was available and uh but uh and agriculture but i wanted to cover uh news i wanted to do uh, news writing so i told my editor that and within a few Like a month or so, I was um, I was the main news writer, Um, and uh, okay, so (laughs) she told okay, she called me in her office. She said, "I want you to write a feature," and I said, "Okay." So I uh, I found out when I went back to my desk what a feature was. And uh, I had to write it about this guy named Ray Yannick. And a feature is just basically I'm going to talk about this guy's life experience and just tell you who he is. That's it. Um, you feature someone. Uh, and so I said, okay. Um, I studied the structure of an article that I uh, of a writer that I admired. And then um, I wrote an article, and that one won an award. Um, and then <laughs> from the South Texas Press Association, um, and then from the Texas Press Association, from like the main one, I got an award for photography because there was a I took a photograph of a of a woman being uh, rescued um in a one of those canopy military trucks from the National Guard and uh yep yeah, that was it
0: So tell us how difficult it might be <laughs> living and writing having a disability
1: Well um Tourette's—the way that mine manifests—is is quite violent uh, against me. I—I I slap and punch myself in the face all day. Um, I poke my eyes. Um, you know, I've, I've given myself black eyes, and uh, I can't really use my right hand anymore uh, because so I have to type everything with one hand um, because I—I um, I can't move my thumb. I don't know why, but I can't grab anything with it. it. It's excruciating, and then I think I something wrong with my pinky. <laughs> anyway, um, it's really quite um, it's a it's it encumbers my spirit. I think um, to be um, so injured all the time, and uh, it's also rather disturbing to see someone doing. Uh, I know that because um, even people that know me for a very long time, um, it startles them still. Uh, and uh, it's hard to, it's like, it's just, so. It, there's just something I think that's innate within humans that when we see someone committing some kind of self mutilation, we're like, no, don't do that. Um, and so they have to, everyone that's around me has to argue with that impulse, I think. And it's really just, it's a really uncomfortable feeling, I think. Um, and, uh, I just. Uh, it, it also. It's not great for me because I. I don't like to have that. Uh, it hurts. First of all, it really does. Um, I spend a lot of my time reeling in pain. Um, wh- even while I'm trying to work, sometimes uh, on my book. Um, but working on my book is the closest thing that I get to uh, any kind of peace. Um, sanctuary. Yeah, um, and the thing is that the way the that my tics, my motor tics or vocal tics manifest. I say different words all the time. Um, Like I've been saying catamaran lately, but um, the way that they can manifest uh, physically have been, has been um, some, at some points really uh, almost catastrophic for me. I had a tick where I was clenching my teeth and I couldn't stop. And like, I was afraid I was going to break my own teeth. Um, And I had to wear like a mouth thing to, stop them from doing that to cushion. Um, and then, um, I had a tick for a while when I was stomping my foot. And so I couldn't stand up. I couldn't, you can't walk like that. Um, because, uh, if you do that, if you stomp your foot, imagine doing that like as hard as you can over and over again all day. And, um, you could break your, you break something easily. Um, uh, I mean, there's just so, I mean, there's just so many, honestly, I've, I've, yeah, I have a big scar across my knuckle now because I cu- I punched something very sharp. I don't know what it was, but uh,
0: yeah. Okay. Well, you also do a lot of work around social issues. So, kind of tell us about that work.
1: Well, okay. Um, I guess I'm not I'm not really sure what you mean, but I I I have done like um, volunteering and stuff like that in the past. But right now, what I'm doing in terms of volunteering is. Uh, is I teach uh, writing, just any form of writing to people. I do it free for free. I do it one on one, and it's for at least an hour. And uh, we go for word for word over their work. Um, and it's just by appointment. You just have to make an appointment with me, and I'll do it with you at any time. You know, whatever. Um, and uh, I really enjoy that. I consider it a public service, um, exterminating bad writing wherever I find it. Uh, <laughs> and. Um, it's also a lot of fun for me because uh, I get to tease them. I tease. I tease my students. Some of my students actually teach. Like they teach English, <laughs> so it's kind of funny. I because I didn't get a degree. I don't. I have a high school diploma. That's it. Okay, everybody, it's Michael E. Cullen II. And I'm Sesame Encarta from the All Too Real 2 podcast. We're passionate about movies, TV, and pretty much all things pop culture. Dive into the chaos of failed sitcoms, direct-to-video sequels, and the quirky realms of cinema and TV. Join us every Thursday for your dose of All Too Real 2 entertainment. We'll guide you through debates like whether Howard the Duck qualifies as a superhero. Ponder if Larry the Cable Guy could be the new rock, or schwarzenegger discover if some shows and movies should have stayed in the cutting room ever heard of a sitcom featuring that dictator with the funny mustache well we watched it we're dedicated to unraveling the peculiarities of pop culture sometimes with awesome guests so if you're into the eccentric world of pop culture listen and subscribe to all too real too available wherever you find podcasts and on age of radio
0: tell us about some of your big influences like uh, some of your favorite authors uh, who influences you to write oh goodness gracious
1: oh man um the there is um for me an obs- if i have an obsession with it i i can't i have to try to do other things to not do my writing because if um and it's one of those things if i avoid i feel terrible i think everybody can um I relate to that um but my work uh, is like, it's probably the most important thing in the world to me. Um, and the things that I try to do, I try to like, uh, I try to play video games. but I haven't been able to do that lately because of my hand. Um, but I generally do at least a thousand words a day. Um, yeah. I'm sorry. I can't remember like the origin of the question. What was the question exactly? I, f- I forgot
0: it was just basically who's your
1: oh excuse me who's who is my right right okay so um okay john steinbeck is actually my um uh in terms of uh my philosophy as a writer uh which i think is imperative that you have one um like you have one that you can describe like you can word for word you can explain what it is john steinbeck said his whole mission as a writer is to help people understand one another and i I share in that completely. So, uh that's my mission as well and uh along with uh him as an American writer. In terms of American writers, I love um Mark Twain, uh Sylvia Platt I think she's actually American. Um let's see. Uh, sh- uh mm, Let's I mean, uh, I actually used to work with um I used to exchange letters with a an American writer named uh, Robert Owen Butler. He won the Pulitzer Prize in 1993, I think, for A Good Scent from a Strange Mountain. Um, he was very kind to me um, when I wrote to him, and we spoke about fiction and that sort. Um, and um, other writers like overseas, I would say Oscar Wilde, Shakespeare, um, Charles Dickens, um, Tolstoy. I mean, it's, I mean, honestly, there's there's so many. So many. Alex Haley, I love Alex Haley, um, and uh, I mean, the, 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 T. H. White's *The Once and Future King* is probably the only work of literature that I can I, that I can name in the epic fantasy category. Um, and then, and I love Tolkien, of course, because he's a charming and brilliant
0: storyteller. Okay, you went from zero readers to thousands overnight. Yeah, <laughs> to explain to people that process and, and how, how you uh, did that.
1: So, um, I had a TikTok, I started a TikTok account uh, as a means to market my book. Um, but I wanted to talk about Tourette's for a while because I knew that, you know, that's one of those things that's just going to come up during every video. <laughs> so, that you better just know. So, I I had, like, I, I made a bunch of videos over a few weeks. Um, and then someone who has become very dear to me uh, now, uh, she lives near me actually now. Uh, she uh, she bought my book and she fell in love with it. And um, she made a video about how much she liked it. Well, two people the next day bought the book. And I made a video in response to that. I said, I can't believe two people bought my book now. And I can't, I hope they love it. Anyway, so the third day comes around. I wake up. And I find that uh, I'm number 247 on Amazon in the epic fantasy category. And so I made a video saying, wow, that's cool, right? I I sold, I sold, I made a video about two books and now I've sold a bunch of books. I sold like, it was like 80, it was, or 40. I think it was, it was a very modest number, but it was still um, definitely worth celebrating. And um, uh, so what ended up happening is that video actually went viral. So it went to, it, it, uh, like it has almost four hundred thousand views, and then the next one after that kind of went viral. as three hundred thousand or something. Um, and yeah, uh, I I just gained thousands of followers and people reading my stuff. And for example, yesterday, Carter, Carter, Carterman. Sorry, Carterman. Cart- um, yesterday, I uh, mm, I discovered because of my living situation, I, I, li- I have roommates and um, my Tourette's, I I scream. Um, because of it and it's really quite loud and disturbing um, and um, they talked to me about it sort of and I realized that I was going to have to put up a bunch of sound stuff on my walls and around me because I otherwise everyone's going to hear me all day and night um, and you know I just don't want that um, so I went on my yesterday. I went on TikTok and I I said that I I made a wish list on Amazon and for the soundproofing stuff because I can't afford it, but I know that I need it now. (laughs) Um, and they the people that it's all bought they bought it all, so and it's all coming to my house. They did so I was I was really floored by that, but I didn't think it was gonna work like that quickly, but yeah. They got everything on the list that I needed, at least.
0: Well, that's pretty cool. So tell mm. us about your book and and what readers can expect when they read it. Okay.
1: Well, um, I like to think that if you could split the difference between in terms of violence. Uh, and con- and, ton- and the kind of content that would surra- that surrounds often violence like politics and the things that are more sophisticated that usually you can expose adults to also along with violence right um, It's like splitting the difference between Game of Thrones and Lord of the Rings. So like if you can imagine somewhere in the middle of there but it's all, it's leaning more towards Lord of the Rings and, and uh, yeah uh, because I, I don't uh, it's, it's a it's an epic fantasy that spans like literally half a world um there's hundreds of characters um but and the way that it's structured is uh it's similar very similar to game of thrones um because if you've seen if you've read the books or seen the show the first episode or the first chapter is about ned stark uh, and, and then the second chapter is about uh someone else like Tyrion, i think in a different part of the country or world or whatever and then the third chapter is about i think daenerys in a different part of the world. Right. And so my book does the exact same thing. It follows different people, in different parts of the world, and then follows them throughout their, their adventures throughout the books and how much they intertwine is, is a mystery um, until you read it. And um, yeah, uh, there's, I mean, there's every, I mean, it's, I tried to be comprehensive uh, in its content. There's, um, there's every kind of moment. And I tried to find every, uh, nook and cranny of the human uh, spirit and and the and the all the different iterations of our emotions um, I tried to explore um, and you know I try to also add um, the stuff that you would feel morally ambivalent about like, um you know and and it's uh, yeah um, that things that you there that are that are just you cannot be certain that you're doing the right thing or that there was unintended consequences. Yeah.
0: What well, tell us about any current or upcoming projects that you're working on that people need to know about.
1: <laughs> I'm actually doing volume three of that Second Sun series. So the that's what I've. Um, it's a continuation again of everything that I was just saying, uh, and also uh, of all the stories in within it. Um, and it's a lot of fun. I like it more than the first book. Um, this be also because I'm a better writer now <laughs> um, <laughs> because I actually, I uh, uh, the, the, the book I just uh, published this year is my return to writing after quitting for five years. I quit when I was, after I was a journalist, then I moved to Canada. I stopped writing for five years from the ages of 27 to 32. And then um, the BC government, the British Columbian government said that, that I needed to find that they couldn't find me a job like that could, i could do because because of my condition so the lady she's like maybe you should just start writing again i mean if that's what you have that's what you can do so i that's what i did and i started writing the book about 10 minutes
0: later go at your contact information website anything like that so people can keep up with everything that you're up to
1: um you can go if you uh you can go to amazon or any kind of social if you go to any social media website uh uh, Instagram, Facebook, or uh, the TikTok, you can type in my name, Christoph Morrow. Uh, you can even Google it, and it will certainly lead you to me, because uh, I've been cashed now, for sure, because of that whole episode. <laughs> um, and so now, yeah. Um, yeah, so Google knows who I am.
0: We'll close us out with some final thoughts, maybe, if that was something I forgot to touch on that you would like to talk about, it, just any final thoughts you have for the listeners.
1: Yeah. Uh, if you want any kind of uh, life of goodness and happiness, I think that uh, truth should be your first concern.
0: Okay, well said. Ladies and gentlemen, please check out Christoph Morrow's work. Support him. Pick up his books. Follow, rate, review, share this episode to as many people as possible. Mm-hmm. If you have any guest or suggestion topics, see Jackson102 at Cox.net is the place to send them. As always. Thank you for listening, and Christoph, thank you for joining us and sharing your story.
1: Thank you, Curtis.